It's episode number 40, and we are with the president of BedTech, Darren Sparks. Darren, welcome to the show. Pete, thank you so much for having me. It's an honor to be with you today. No, the honor is mine. I'm going to pay the bills real quick, and then we're going to get right to it. Guys, the show is live. If you have a question for Darren or for me, hop in there and let us know what questions you have. So let me get to it very quickly. If you have not bought my book, Sell a Million, what are you waiting for? Sell a Million is a great book for any furniture or mattress store. And by the way, the best uh, comment that I've ever gotten on this book was take the word furniture or mattress. It's a great marketing book. Hey, Steve, good morning. And that leads me to my next person I need to talk about. Steve runs the Mattress Industry Network. It is a Facebook group that actually both me and Darren both belong to. And it is a group that is run by dealers. It's the only one that I know of that is run by retailers for the benefit of retailers. And what they do more than any group I've ever seen is help each other succeed. They help to build, market, sell, and succeed in the mattress industry. And by the way, there are a lot of people that you as a furniture or a mattress store owner need to know. There are VPs of sales. There are owners. There are presidents of manufacturing companies. There are a wide variety of kinds of stores in here and a lot of different viewpoints. And if you're considering making a move with a vendor, all you do is put it in there and you'll hear all the good, the bad, and the ugly ahead of time before you make that decision. So Steve, thank you for all you do. Join the Mattress Industry Network. If you own a furniture or a mattress store, if you're involved in uh, selling mattresses in any way, shape, or form, you are welcome to join the Mattress Industry Network on Facebook. And with that, congratulations on being president, Darren. Oh, thank you so much, Pete. It's uh, you know, it's been an interesting time uh, with taking over uh, bed tech uh, in a, in a, what I would consider a pretty you know rough time to do it. You know, with all of the issues that you know in the supply chain. Issues with COVID that have have wreaked havoc on on all of our manufacturing companies. It's it's been interesting, but it's been a it's been a great experience thus far. And anybody that you know just saw the press release, Darren actually uh, transitioned to president in February. So here we are, almost October. He has done a great job, guys. We are all so proud of him. And not that we expected anything different. The first time I met Darren, I was like, how in the world does these four walls in, in this uh, uh, space in, in, in market contain this guy's energy? It's just amazing. I uh, just love your energy. I love your vision. And, you know, I love BedTech as a company. You know, you guys come from a family of retailers and you guys really sought to become a company that, quite frankly, you never found. It's interesting, you know, because we have, like you said, we, we came from a history of retail, right? My grandpa started uh, the first 
r- retail store of our family in in 1946. And so, you know, my my father was born into the retail business. You know, all of my brothers and I were were born into the retail business and we we know what it's like to be on the other side of, you know, the business, right? And so we know what retailers struggle with. We know what they, um, you know, helps them to be successful in, you know, their business and to be able to be profitable. We've, we've experienced it for generations. And so, yeah, so when we, we, we built the company BedTech, uh, it was important for us to make sure that we always uh, had the retailers in mind and to help them to be successful. You know, I think that's the, the, the basis of a, of a good company is to make sure that those who you partner with are successful right along with you, whether it's your, your partners in manufacturing or your partners uh, on the retail side. You got to always be mindful uh, and that what you're bringing out is successful for everybody involved or it's not a success. One of the reasons I wanted you on the show, I, I want to dive into what's new at BedTech in a little bit. But first, I want to deliver on our promise. And our promise was success secrets. So, you know, Darren, in your position, you you have an opportunity to work with big stores, um, medium-sized stores, and smaller stores. And I am sure that you see uh, successes in all of those different areas and in different types of stores, whether they be, you know, sleep shops or uh, furniture stores, just go ahead and riff for me on, first of all, I'm going to give you a multi-part question and don't worry about remembering it all. (laughs) What makes a really successful RSA, a sales pro who works on the retail floor? I think, I think um, you, you hit on it in the introduction, right? You know, you got to have, that that passion you got to have that uh, that motivation internally um, to be the best uh, in whatever you're doing and and that makes uh, that's no different when you're an RSA um, you know to be able to truly have that desire to be the best that you can be and I think that it's in- interesting as I've seen thousands of RSAs throughout the years whether they were in our family stores or in stores at uh, top 100s uh, in the industry or or you know, at some of the biggest mattress chains. And I think what makes these people successful is, is being real with the customers, you know, not, not over promising and, and under delivering, but being able to, um, be honest and, and, and try to try to get the very, very best fit for that customer, you know, and that, and that best fit sometimes is the most expensive bed that, is in the showroom in the most expensive adjustable base that's in the showroom, and sometimes it's it's not. Sometimes it's it's being able to be realistic with uh, that customer and 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 being able to help them to get into something that's perfectly fit for their uh, their body uh, and their and their budget. And that sometimes is very difficult as an RSA because we always want to sell what's the most expensive. But sometimes uh, you know, and what I've found in today's day and age with with technology as as you know, we as RSAs kind of start pushing things that are uh, maybe they become a little bit aggressive and a little bit pushy. Um, sometimes they get a bad rap, you know. With and uh, they'll on social media they'll give the stores a, a, a bad review or what what's whatever the case may be. Um, but I think that as RSAs, uh, 
you know, do their best job in fitting the customer for the best night's sleep, whatever the budget is, um, and they're they're able to help them and to help them to find something that that fits them and to sleep better and feel better. Um, they get good reviews and positive reviews. You know, are so important today on social media. It can really make or break. Uh, a perception of a store. And so doing your best to give the customer excellent customer service uh, and being able to help them uh, pick out the right, whatever the case may be, whether it's a bed or adjustable base, a sofa, uh, anything like that, but being able to do it um, in a helpful manner and not a pushy or aggressive manner. And that's, that's what I think makes the, the most successful RSA out there. Wow. That was a lot. So sales pros, this is what you've got. Be the best you can be, be honest, be authentic, be you, always do the right thing, don't be too pushy, fit the customer for the best night's sleep that they can get. That way they wake up happy and pain-free and they have good thoughts about you who help them. And if you do that, you're going to get those five-star online reviews. You're going to get those testimonials. You're going to get... um the referrals that we all need to be in business. Um, one of the things that I love that you said, um, and you use different words, but it's really managing the customer's expectations, being real, being authentic with them. Um, one of the things that I've noticed, the very best of the best of sales pros at retail the one thing that they do above all else is they are hungry. They are thirsty. They won't let me leave the store without picking my brain. They won't, they won't let me go because they want to know what's happening out there. You know, is there another way to qualify better? Is there a better way to close? Is there a feature or benefit that I don't understand that might, you know, make the difference in a sale? So that is great advice. So now this is the next part of the question. And this is arguably the most important one. Not that our sales pros aren't important because our owners can put product on the floor all day long. And if our sales pros don't sell it, there's nothing happens, right? So go again, same question. What makes, we'll take it in a few different parts. What makes some owners more successful than other owners of businesses? Gosh, that's a loaded question. For it sure. is. You could go you know, a lot of ways with it, brother. <laughs> it is. It's a very loaded question. And I think, I think that it all stems back to the want to, the desire, right? Um, you know, there's, you could, you can have, lots of things that are the same and, you know, part of being successful is, is choosing the right locations and, and being able to make sure that you set yourself up in an area that's, you know, set up for success. But let's say that those, those things are out of the equation and, and that these stores are on equal playing fields. Um, you know, the desire and the motivation that an owner has to make sure that he picks out um, the best team the people that are are like-minded to him uh, or her, right? You know, uh, these owners need to make sure that the the people that they choose around them um, are on par with uh, their vision to succeed. And so, the people that we surround ourselves with 
are, are a huge, huge uh, part of our success. And so uh, I, I believe in, in making sure and investing in good people because good people are, are, are what drive us and, and keep us going on that path to, to success. And so that's one of, the, one of the key things that I see as, as successful retailers are successful people around them. The second part of that, I believe, is, is making sure and having pride um, in whatever you show on that floor, making sure it always looks in its best shape. I've been into dozens and dozens and dozens of stores that I was just shocked at at the presentation. And the presentation was not that they had bad product, but but that the product was dirty or the product looked like it needed to be swapped out months and months before. And so I think that that that's very, very important. And having a, having pride in in what you're showing on your sales floor, it always has to look in its best shape because if it doesn't, why would somebody want to, number one, try it out? But number two, if they're not going to try it out, how would they buy it? And so I think that's one of the one of the key elements as well is, is making sure that the showroom just looks very, very clean and uh, something that's inviting for your, your guests to be able to, number one, lay down on it and, and, and put their... You know, the, the people are, feel at, at risk nowadays, right? At risk for getting sick, at risk for, you know, being feeling dirty. You know, they just don't want to have that experience. And so, if you can take that away from them and 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 have a clean showroom, that that'll be a huge part of being successful today as well. That's huge. Anything else? I think uh, the last part I, I would talk about would be a kind of a tag team to the number one thing about the people that we employ, just making sure that they're educated and ed- educated in, a, in the stance of knowing what they're selling. If you, if you don't know what you're selling, you can't do a good job helping that customer uh, pick out the right product. It's impossible. And so I think it's extremely important to uh, make sure that our, our RSAs are trained. And now that that goes back to making sure that our our sales representatives from our manufacturers are doing their job as well. And so I think it's it, it's about holding uh, the manufacturers that we do business with accountable, making sure that they're in our stores, they're training our new people, they're training our our old representatives as well to make sure that they're up to date on all of the the product specifications and the warranties and everything uh, when it comes to that product so they can they can have confidence in what they're selling and so I think that the, the successful retailer uh, kind of has a combination of all of those things involved uh, you know and there's many many more things but I think those are, are some of the most important people no those are those those are huge you know <clears throat> When I worked uh, for Bob Sherman at CERTA, basically we did the marketing star and it started with national advertising that went to uh, retail advertising, then display, which you highlighted the importance of it. And then after the display, sales education becomes so important. And if your display and your sales education isn't right, you're just not going to close sales and and you can spend all the money you want in advertising and get all the traffic you want. But if that presentation at retail isn't right and your training's not right, it's all for nothing. And then after that customer service, which you hinted at, I just want to dive into a couple of things real quick. When Darren said, 
hire the best people that you can. I immediately went to chapter 100 in my book. And I've always said, if I had this book to write over again, I would make it number one. And it's called Hire Studettes and Studs. And that's what Darren really said. Hire the absolute highest quality, best person that you can hire. And and listen to me very carefully, store owners. This is important. You don't have to hire somebody that has 20 years of experience. Sometimes you're better off hiring somebody who is personable, courteous, has good manners, is extraordinarily responsible, has a history of success in another industry. They could have no industry experience. And sometimes my retailers have more success with those people because what they like to say to me is they don't have bad habits. But I would always say this, hire for character and then train knowledge, train aptitude, train everything that you can train. You can't make a bad person a good person. You can't make an irresponsible person responsible. You can't make a dishonest person honest. Hire somebody who's honest, hire somebody who's responsible, someone who's punctual, and then train them. Now, if you can find all of that with experience, then you're truly blessed and and you're lucky. But at the same time, there's a piece to this that I really want to dive into. And that is when you are a store owner, you're at the top of the food chain of management, no matter how many stores you have. And it's up to you to define for either your next level of managers, or if it's just you and your people, It's up to you to define the job, to give them crystal clear instructions. Darren, what things? All right, Steve, we're going to get to that in a second. Let me just finish my thought. That's a great question. Love it, Steve. Yeah, we love you, Steve. We really do. We'll we'll get to that in a second. So here's my my little sales management course. I'm going to sell for $47.77, and you're going to get it for free right now. So define the job clearly with metrics. Then train them, show them how to do the job. And let me tell you, this is going to be a wake-up call for some of you sales managers that have never sold anything. If you can't sell, you have no business being a sales manager period. I don't care if it's wholesale or retail. If you can't sell it your way out of a paper bag, you've got no business being there. You should be able to go on the floor and close a sale that nobody else on that floor can sell. That's how you get respect. How you get respect as a wholesale manager is you go into a difficult uh, store, somebody that that rep couldn't sell, and you sell them. That's how you get respect. So define, train, and this is the most important part. And this is where everybody fails, falls down. And they fall down in wholesale and in retail. And that's the piece of feedback. Consistent feedback. When your salesperson, at the very first time, you notice that there's something not quite right, something that needs to be added, something that needs to be subtracted, You need to correct them right then and not let it fester for two or three months and then fire them with them thinking everything was okay. 
So I'm going to really bop you guys in the head. It's immoral to fire somebody that you never gave any feedback to. So you need to give feedback. And by the time it's time to fire them, they should say, I'm sorry. You gave me every chance to succeed. You gave me consistent feedback and I just couldn't do it. I'm sorry. So that is my little mini thing on that. Uh, what Darren said, I will second this. I go to a lot of stores every week, 20 to 30 stores a week. And I love it when I see a really nicely displayed showroom with pristine, to use Darren's word, floor samples. If they're anything less than pristine, sell them off. You know, I, I worked for a company uh, back in the day when I was in retail called Cronheim's Furniture, when Cronheim's Furniture was the leader in Cleveland in the marketplace. And I always thought that it was weird that they would sell off floor samples before they got really ratty. And I always thought it cost them a, a lot of money. So one time I asked Larry, I said, uh, Larry, you know, you, you just this little mark and you're selling it for like $200 less, you know, and it's probably okay. And he just said, it's going to cost me a lot more sales to keep that floor sample on the floor because I don't know what Mrs. Jones is thinking. I don't know how picky she is. And so I want our floor samples to look good so that if the pickiest Mrs. Jones in the world walks in, it's good enough for her. So don't kid yourself about floor samples. Really sell those things off if you have to um, and replace them with, with ones that are perfect. Now, training, this is my pet peeve in life. Uh, this is where I have probably, you know, I was not the greatest um, opener of new accounts. I was a, a rep who could take a medium-sized account and grow them into a monster. And, and, and I did that, number one, recognizing that these guys had the ability to become that. And, and number two, work in all of these areas, whether it be advertising, whether it be display, whether it be sales training, this is where the rubber really meets the road. And, uh, and, and I'm going to shout out to my sales pros again. Learn everything that you can without anybody. Touch, taste, feel, demo, everything. Anything that moves, whether it's an adjustable bed, a sofa, a recliner, anything that moves, a lift chair, play with it, learn how it works without anybody explaining it to you. Do everything you can, everything that you can to become well-versed on every product on your floor. Then watch what your fellow salespeople do and watch what they don't do. And you'll see some really great things and you'll see some not so great things. You'll see some people make statements that you, you say to yourself, I would never say that. Then be true to yourself, as Darren said at the beginning. Don't do that. Learn everything you can from your teammates. Then the next layer is sales reps. When a sales rep comes into your store, grab him or her and don't let them go until they answer the questions that you cannot get answered. So you've tried to answer it yourself. You've tried to get your teammates to answer it. You've tried to get your store manager to answer it. 
you're not happy with the answers. And that's a great thing. Curiosity is a huge part of being a top performer. And ask that sales rep. And don't stop until you get an answer. So then after that, that's when we talk about going to seminars, reading books. Today, there's more information out there than ever. When I was young and brand new in this business, it was just books. They were just barely starting to do this thing called seminars. Now there's there's books, there's seminars, there's Zoom seminars, there's webinars. There, there, there's so much. You, you can go on YouTube and you can get a master's degree in selling if you really wanted to. I mean, there is so much information out there. So one thing that I want you to get if you're a sales pro you are in business for yourself. And whether you're salaried or you're on commission, you're still in business for yourself. Because let me tell you something, your owner is just a, is looking at your salary and he's justifying it through your sales. And so basically a calculation is going to be made. And so you are in business for yourself. Your salary or your commission is going to be justified through your performance through how happy your customers are and through the volume that you put through the store. So you're in business for yourself and what the business owners do, they invest in themselves and you need to invest in yourself as if you're in charge of your very own sales business because you are. So that's it for sales training. Now I'm going to talk about customer service. Same thing goes. You have to be very clear on what your expectations are. As a store owner, you have to let your salespeople know, the, the, uh, the, the person that answers the phone, and most important, you have to let your delivery guys know. You know, if we do everything perfect and we get to the end of the sale and then somebody shows up reeking like alcohol or in holy jeans and they look like a mess and they're stumbling around somebody's house. I mean, that that's a horrible picture to paint that 99% of all retailers avoid, but it does happen. And I've heard the horror stories. So do not trash your brand at the end with a bad delivery experience. As a matter of fact, the very best retailers, they delivered the best delivery experience that you could imagine. And so... I'm sorry, I uh, I brought you on the show, and then I'm doing all the talking, Darren. Oh, Pete, I love I love what you're saying. I love I love the things that you're you're telling these retailers. It's it's actually it's 100 spot on. You know, like we're only as good as our last impression, right? I mean, people always. I mean, you could you could be flawless throughout whatever you've done with the customer, and then all of a sudden you can ruin it in the blink of an eye, uh, and and then you, and everything that you've done prior to that goes out the window. So I love what you what you said, and I love the the content that uh, that you bring to uh, you know these retailers because it, it is it's it's very good information and and it comes from from you that has has had success. You've been you've been where they are, and you've been at at retailers that that did it the right way, and so you've learned throughout many many years of experience. Um, how be successful. I love the content that you shared today. Well, we're not done. We're halfway through and I was going to actually read a quick chapter, but I have to read a different chapter because it's not fair to you to 
flirt around with higher studettes and studs and not actually read it. it. It'll take about one minute. So if you are at home, it's page 142 and you have my book. It's chapter 100, higher studettes and studs. Salespeople are the Olympic athletes of the business world. You cannot create a superior consumer experience with ordinary salespeople. Reread that. Let it sink in. I am sure throughout this book, I have challenged you to think differently about your store. I am really going to surprise you with this one. So sit down and get ready to probably throw this book across the room. You will not like what I have to say, but you need to hear it and implement this or take this book and throw it out and curse me. Why do I need to hire studettes and studs? Nothing that is worthwhile in this life comes easy. That's the part you're not going to like. If you are trying to be the best store, it simply isn't possible to get there without truly great sales professionals. They are hard to come by and they're even harder to keep. Yet you can do it if you do a few critical things. Are you ready? First and foremost, be picky. Exactly what Darren said earlier. That's not in the book, by the way. I just ad-libbed that. If something is bothering you in your gut, and this is another point where you just might throw the book out, just pass. I'm a big believer that we live our life with our brains, but we also live it with our heart. And if you feel something wrong in your gut in an interview, pass. Take a hard pass. Um, let me get back to where I was. I'm sorry, my earpiece came out and I had to plug it back in there. First and foremost, be picky. If something is bothering you and your gut just pass, it might mean you work a few more long weeks on the floor, but that is preferable to hiring the wrong person. Here is where you throw the book out. I, I guess I was wrong. You must become the best answer to a true retail sales professional's quest. What is their quest? To be respected, to be appreciated, and yes, cared for to the point that they feel loved. You must give a lot to get a lot. There is no other way. I know, I know some of you are cursing me right now and it's okay. If you make a salesperson feel all those things, they will never leave you. I am sure that you have been shocked and surprised in a bad way by many salespeople. You have to let go and strive to have the best salespeople. A big part of being able to hire the best is your store's ability to deliver the best income producing opportunity available in the area with a great supportive and yes, even love and work environment. Ask yourself, what is the most I can pay for a great salesperson? Are you still with me? Probably not. You probably threw the book out if you have it. I didn't say it was going to be easy because it isn't. The only way you will ever liberate yourself to not be chained to your store is to hire, train, and retain a superior sales staff. There is no other way. The great Dan Kennedy always talks about working on your business, not in it. And Steve, I know you're a great believer in uh, working on your business and not in it. And kudos to you for working your way towards that. When you have the best sales professionals, you will be able to get some time away from the store so you can have the space and the perspective to really work on your business instead of getting drawn into every bit of drama that humans create. 
I literally could write an entire book just on the subject, but we must move on to our last chop chapter. All right. It was longer than a minute. What do you think, Darren? All BS. I, I, I love it. I love it. I think it's it's a hundred percent the way that I feel and the way that I've I've ran uh, our business. You know, I, I it's so spot on. You know, it's so important in today's, especially today's day and age, where it seems like everybody's you know flip flopping jobs all the time. Uh, but it, it's so key to find those really good people and make sure that you you. You pay them to to stay, right? Make incentivize them to stay, but it's but it's more than that, right, Pete? It's it's more than than just the pay that somebody gets. They might have a, a similar job that they could have, you know, at, at the other store across the street. But I think it's so important for our staff members, our people that work within our organizations, to feel appreciated. And to feel respected, and to be able to to feel like they're a, a key part of our success. And I, I really, I really find it very important to give recognition out to make sure that when somebody does a good job, we recognize them for it. We tell them, we say, "Hey, you know, you know, you did a great job. You know, you 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 are excelling in in the the work that you're doing, and I appreciate that so much. It, it means it means a lot to people." Uh, to know that their bosses are are happy with them, number one, uh, appreciate the work that they're doing, and 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 really uh, feel respected. That goes a long way, and I know that for sure because I, I felt it in my life uh, as I've as I've done different jobs, and and I know how much it meant to me. And so I've always kept that mentality: make sure your people know when they do a good job. We, we let them know when they do a bad job. Why wouldn't we let them know when they do a good job? And so I think that's very, very important to make sure that we're constantly feeding them full of good affirmations. Because an employee that's happy will do a better job for you than, a, than an employee that is unhappy. So Steve, Darren, what are the things that your reps are doing to help grow BedTech? Well, they better be doing a lot. <laughs> That's a great, great question, Steve. Um, you know, one of the things that our our reps do to grow BedTech is just to make sure that they're present, that they're there. Um, we we make sure that our reps know that we we expect them to be in the stores as frequently as possible. If you know, if you're not in the stores, then you're getting replaced. Right, and so I, we feel it's so important to have that connection between uh, store owners or store managers and our our sales representatives from BedTech. And so, you know, when I find out if either that that that's not happening, we make a correction really quickly because we feel it's so important to grow our business. Uh, the sales reps have to be there in person. They have to be. Um, Answering the phone calls when you when you call them and have 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 uh, a question, we want them to be there and be answering that question right away. And so, just being available and being present in your stores—that's what that's what we we are trying to do to make sure that the sales reps can grow their business within their territories. What's your favorite book and what kind of car do you drive? <laughs> Ooh. Oh, I don't actually drive a car. I drive a truck. I drive. I, I'm a pretty simple guy. Oh, you um, just I, made points with Steve there. <laughs> yeah, I drive a Ford F one fifty. Nice. I, 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 
you know, I, I love I love driving that truck. Number one, I drew up. I grew up driving a truck I, from a small town in in rural Arizona, and uh, always always had a truck. And uh, I, I like going outdoors and camping, and, and you know, doing all of those outdoorsy things. And so I, you know, inevitably had to have a truck. And so anyway, uh, my favorite book, man, I, I I love lots of lots of different books. Um, it, probably my my favorite genre of books. I just keep it at that. Um, it's just leadership books, books that uh, help uh, me to be the best version of myself. You know, I, I feel it's so important as a leader, a leader in my home, a leader um, on uh, the, you know, the, the job that I have currently and in, in, in the past, just to be the best version of myself. So I, I'm always looking, you know, inwardly to find out how I can be a better version of of what I am today, and so I, I have. Anyway, hopefully that's a good answer to your questions, there, Steve. So, without further ado, I, well, let I want to jump in on that rep question because I've been a VP of sales twice, and I'm a 1099 rep. I'm I, I'm just there's one thing I have to say. I love going into bed tech space, not because. I make a really nice living there, not because my dealers love their products, which they do, not because they love the values, not for any of that. Do you know why I love going to BedTech space? Because Justin's going to start jumping up and down and clapping his hands and Justin and Darren and Brandon are all going to welcome me in a way that makes me feel like a rock star. So guess what? I bring that extra customer in there and I work a little bit harder and it has nothing to do with money. It has to do with feeling appreciated. And I don't care if you're 21 or you're 61 like me, everybody wants to feel appreciated. Now, getting back to the rep question, I'm going to go a little further because I've been a VP of sales twice. I have my own rep and company and I, I employ reps. The first thing... And I actually have two reps that never worked in retail for me right now, but I usually won't hire a rep unless he or she has retail experience. Um, and if they cannot demonstrate to me that they understand what the retailer is going through, I will not hire them. They have to have empathy for our retailers and understand what they're going through. Um, the other thing is. I believe that reps need to have a degree of passion when it comes to their line. Uh, it can't just be, well, you know, this, that, or the other, you know, we've got this. No, this is how, you know, this is the problem that exists in the industry. This is how we solve the problem. This is why it's going to make you more money, Steve. And this is why you should do it. And if we can't do that as reps, you know, there's there's no reason for us to be. But without a further to do, Darren, I want to know what's new at BedTech. That's 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 great. Thank you for the uh, opportunity to talk about that, uh, Pete. It's it's uh, we have lots of new things on the horizon uh, that are that are some of them are, are going to be here very very quickly, and some are going to be here in the next three to six months. But the, one of the one of the ones I'm most excited about um, is a is a new uh, promotional uh, inner spring line that we're going to be bringing in, um, and we're ordering it so, so heavy in all of our warehouses uh, because we know that it's going to be 
revolutionary out there. Uh, we're bringing out a six inch and an eight inch Bonnell coil unit, and then a 10 inch and a 12 inch uh, pocketed coil unit that the price points, you know, are, are very, very aggressive, especially for what's out there in the industry today. Covers look fantastic. They're, they're a great looking cover. Uh, these, these beds are, are value, value packed. One of the things that the, the core, you know, competencies that BedTech has created and, and, and what we built the company on was just bringing out a value rich product, you know, and, and we, we feel like we've done that throughout the history of BedTech and that's why we've been so successful. This, this launch that we're doing with this promotional inner spring uh, with with these really good looking covers, these really sharp price points um, are one of the most exciting things that we've done to date. And uh, we'll we'll be you know bringing out a lot of content uh, through um, our our website through our reps here in the next um, I would say the next four to six weeks, everything is going to be landing in huge supplies of stock. And so we'll be getting the word out there and, and sharing that with all of our retailers uh, in the next, I would say in the next four weeks or so. That's one of the things that I'm really, really excited about. Another one that I'm really, really um, jazzed about because I think it's going to be a huge opportunity for retailers to make huge margins. You know, that's kind of the, the buzzword, you know, margin. Everyone wants to make as much margin as possible, and so we we have uh, come out with these new. To us, they're new. Uh, it's a, it's still new to the industry, but it's the flex head, right? And so you have the ability to move the right or the left side of the mattress, the top only, um, so that you know him or her can choose their you know level of comfort without disrupting the other side of the bed. And so and the problem is is that most of the time the only way that you can do that is if you buy two separate beds, right? And so that was the age-old problem in the industry. Well, I don't want to have two separate beds, but I don't want to sleep like you know my partner does. I want to sleep, you know, elevated slightly, but my partner wants to sleep completely flat. Well, these flex head beds uh, give you the ability to have one bed that's split, you know, halfway down so that you can operate your head, uh, you know, independently uh, and your feet, you know, there's not a huge gaping hole in the middle of the bed like there is when you do two twin extra longs or two uh, split queens. And so it kind of gives you that answer to uh, that age old problem, you know, want to be able to elevate differently than my partner, but I don't want to have a huge hole in between us. Um, and so we're, we came, we've come out with three different product lines and, 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 and each product line has uh, two different thicknesses uh, that you can choose, a 12-inch and a 14-inch thick, our Gel Max, our Copper Lux, and one of our new lines that we're doing, which is our promotional gel line that most people haven't seen yet, which is the Gel Comfort. We're doing that in 12-inch and 14-inch thicknesses. Uh, but we also have the ability to put uh, several different adjustable bases underneath that. We have um, one that's very promotional, which is our, our BTX4. It's actually one base. This one is... Most of them are two different bases that can sync together. This one is a, a more promotional unit for the stores so that they can make extra margin. And the queen is one piece and the king is one piece divided by two remotes uh, that operate the right side or the left side. But when you hit the foot button, it automatically will lift 
both sides of the feet because it is it is only one uh, base on the on the foot side, and then we have two uh, a two thousand a 2500 and a BT 3000 that will give you that really higher end step up story um, to be able to make huge margins on these products. The the competition uh, sells these beds at you know between 5 and 10,000. dollars These beds are equally as good as anything out there at the, at those price points and you can sell them for similar dollars but the margins that you'll make on these are 70 80 percent margins in your in your stores uh, and, and in, in, in today's day and age it's all about margin but you got to make sure that when you're selling for margin you're still a value and what we've come out with uh, is these high-end products that look like a value even at you know three to four times cost so <clears throat> if you're new to the industry and you don't understand why a flex head, I just want to explain this very quickly. Sleep Number is one of the largest companies in in uh, the United States. Uh, very successful. They're also one of the fastest growing companies. And in every ad that they run, they show a flex head. They show one person higher than the other. So they essentially have created a market to sell under. So if somebody doesn't want to spend... they want to spend less money and they don't necessarily want an an adjustable airbed, these are solutions. So they've, a competitor kind of unknowingly created a market to sell under. The market exists. There are people that want to buy flex heads that don't want adjustable beds, that that don't want adjustable airbeds. So this is a great reaction to something that a competitor did. And uh, it gives our retailers the ability to make uh, plenty of margin and provide something that is already desired and and wanted uh, by uh, consumers. One of the things that I wanted to say about value, it doesn't matter how great of a value you are. If you sell every... uh, everyone up and down the street. So, you know, markup is a function of distribution. And one of the things that with my conversations with Darren and Brandon and Justin, you know, always asking the question, you know, who are retailers in the area? Who does this affect before we ever go forward with another retailer? It's it's so important that the company that you choose to do business with cares. They care about your business fundamentally because they are you. For three generations, the Sparks family, they are you. And they understand you need markup to stay in business. And that's why um, it's so important. And the other thing is some, hey, Jeff, love Flex Head so much, we completely bought in with it, even marked our own phrase, less nor, more cuddle, to sell them even more. Thanks, Jeff. Appreciate you. Yeah, you, there isn't a retailer in the country that's done a better job of uh, of going after this business and understanding that there's a huge market there. And even uh, copyrighted his own uh, phrase, less snore, more cuddle. Thanks, Jeff. Appreciate Pete, you. That's a, Pete, that's a retailer that's done it right right there. Yeah. He, oh, he's, yeah. A, he's a, a good best. model for that. Yeah. he's he He is, if not the best, Definitely one of the best. Um, 
what were we talking about? Oh, we were talking about... So there's one last piece to this value piece. You can offer a great product at a great price and keep the distribution clean and still follow it up in today's new world as a manufacturer. And the way that you can follow it up is by going into competition with your retailer. And so... I've teed this up for you, Darren. If you can't hit this one out of the park, I will <laughs> I will take a swing at it after you, brother. But I'm gonna I'm let so, you go. So glad you brought that up, Pete, because I was I was literally getting ready to just talk about that. So, you know, thanks for putting the, the ball on the tee there for me. Um that's one of the the main reasons why we feel anybody out there should do business with bed tech. You know, we there are Many others, most others out there that will will sell you a product and then they'll compete against you in the marketplace. Uh, we we feel that's a huge, huge disservice to you as uh, the partner in this relationship. Um, and 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 we one of the things that we do and make sure that we will stay true to this is that we're not going to compete against our our partner retailers. Uh, we feel it's so important to make sure that we offer them a product, set the set a high value for it, and and then one of the things that we've done lately in our our um, website will will be up and live in the next probably seven to ten days. And all of our uh, products that we sell to our partner retailers will be set at such a high map on our website to be able to help you to get the most dollars out of that product and not compete against you um, at at a level that makes it unprofitable for you to make any money. And so we we feel like that's what a partner should do. A partner should help you make the most amount of money. And that's what we do here at BedTech is we make sure that we offer you a value product. And that way you can you can sell that product for a, a high margin, high volume but not compete against us as the manufacturer. And that's our pl- our promise and pledge to, to you as a, a partner retailer that we'll always uh, maintain that to be the case. That's awesome. And it's one of the things that I love about BedTech. You know, you uh, as a company understand that, you know, before a customer buys, they get this out and they check prices and they go to the website and they try every which way they can to get the lowest price. And I don't blame the consumer one bit, but I do blame manufacturers who don't understand the fundamental truth of this statement. You have a business, you are blessed to have a business and your local retailers and brick and mortar are supporting you by putting your product on the floor. And when you compete against your own uh, retailers, you have betrayed the trust that your retailers have put into you. And what I love about BedTech is we don't compete against our retailers. We have engineered our website to help you get the most margin that you can out of our products. And I think that's huge. But I will, I have to say one other thing. I've noticed through my just a few years now, I think three or four years I've been with BedTech, um, 
I've noticed, you know what? Maybe it's longer than that, four or five years. Time flies when you're having fun. Um, and, and listen, you know, I, I always have, I have this saying, and anybody who knows me knows I say this all the time, have fun and sell a million. I don't say sell a million and have fun. I say have fun and sell a million for a reason. And the reason is this, you having fun needs to happen first before you get any sales. And one of the things that BedTech does and is, is they are a company that is fun to be around. If you come to their market space, you will be amazed at number one, how many retailers are there, how many big retailers are there, and medium and small, all just unbelievably impressed by what BedTech is doing as a, as a company. Um, is there anything new that we're doing that we've recently improved upon that we should be talking about before we sign off? Yeah. One, one last thing, Pete, I'd like to maybe have that, uh, those, um, pictures that I sent in, if you could put those on the screen. Uh, I want to talk about that. That's, thank you so much. Perfect. Um, our, our new mattress protector program, one of the things that we're doing um, for mattress protectors is we're, we, we, the things that we bring out, we want to make sure that it's a solution, right? Not just a, a me too, like, hey, we're going to do something that, that all of our competitors are doing. So, you know, we, we wanted to make sure that, you know, the packaging looked great, which it does. And we wanted to make sure that the price points were good, which they are. But we've also wanted to, to, to make sure that we had a program set in place for people in the industry that don't want to, you know, spend all, all of their money on, on bringing in mattress protectors with huge minimums. Some of the, the people that I talk to all the time are like, hey, I want to buy mattress protectors, but I can't, you know, I only, I only want to buy one, one case right now. I can't afford to, to bring in, you know, $3,000 worth of mattress protectors right now. I only, I only need one case. And so we came up with a program that we, uh, you, all you have to do is order one case of, of any one of our mattress protectors and we'll ship it to you at no extra charge. So you could buy one of our, you know, smooth top, what we call our quiet comforts. Um, and, and you only need a box of Queens. No problem. We're not going to hit you up and say, Hey, you've got to meet your minimums because that is the minimum. And so we have a really awesome, uh, you know, selection of, mattress protectors from from the really sleek smooth top to a, a, a terry cloth you know cotton terry cloth to a ultra cooling cover uh, and these mattress protectors are as good looking as anything out there the price points are as good or better than anything out there and now we've made it simple for you as well if you need one case of mattress protectors and that's it just order one and so I think that's pretty revolutionary right now in the industry uh, I don't know of any other people that are doing that with no extra charge uh, and so you know as with anything and everything that we do uh, we try to make it simple for the the our retail partners we don't want to overcomplicate it for you people who make it more simple to do business with them they ultimately people want to do more business with those types of, of people and so we try to uncomplicate things, make it simple, hit that easy button, right? The, the red easy button that you've seen on TV. We're trying to make it easy and simple for our retailers to make money and to do business and, and just to forget about you know, the complicated things. We, we don't want BedTech to be one of those complicated things. Make it simple and easy and uh, let them run their business the, the right way. 
I want to say something to the audience that I often say to my dealers, and that is, I treat you like an adult. And I think BedTech shares in that philosophy. They treat you like an adult. And this is, there, there's a protection company that will remain unnamed that tries to get you to buy five to $6,000. And if you're bigger, they'll make you buy ten dollars or $20,000 in one foul swoop to get this beautiful display. Guess what? It's not good for you. It's not good for your business. Even if you're big, it's not good for your business because those are advertising dollars that should be flowing and creating business for you. And because the Sparks family has been in retail for three generations, they understand cash flow. They understand not having all your money tied up in product needlessly. When these guys have millions and millions of dollars of inventory in their warehouse, do you know what it means to you, Mr. and Mrs. Retailer? It means you don't have to. Just buy every week. Buy a little something every week, whether it's adjustable bed or it's protectors. Buy something every week. And we are more than happy uh, to deliver every week. That's what the ideal partnership is, right? We make the investment in the product, in the inventory, and you just buy it as you need it. There are some other companies that love to load you up too. And, and they make you buy a variety of things from them. And it has to meet a certain dollar amount or they don't ship you or they charge you a horrendous amount of money for shipping. Uh, what Darren just explained to you is just a wonderful, wonderful program. So um, Darren, thank you. What last words do you have before we we sign off? I uh, I appreciate everything that you you do, and I appreciate your stewardship of the presidency since February. I know it's new to a lot of people out there because the the uh, the announcement was just made in the trade journals recently, but this guy's been running it since February. So yeah, I Pete, the- I appreciate uh, you having me on today. It's it's been been great to be a part of your show. Uh, you 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 know are a class act and, and everything you do is is top notch. So I, I appreciate the fact that uh, that we could uh, be able to share this this screen today together. Um, yeah, I just want to end with um, the fact that you know one of the the things that that BedTech you know is 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 known for in the industry you know is is making sure that we treat our partners with with respect and being able to make sure that it is a true partnership. We, and our 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 pledge to everybody within, uh, you know, our our partnership and future partnerships is that we'll always uh, treat you know our our customers with with loyalty and respect. And we're, our pledge is to bring to you the best value within the categories that we have within the mattress category, within the adjustable base category, and within you know the pillows and mattress protectors, the sleep accessories. Our pledge to you is to bring to you the best value. Um, in in the industry, and uh, being able to be a true partner with with you in every uh, sense of the word. And so, anyway, I appreciate uh, the time. Appreciate uh, all of the the people listening to this podcast, and you know the ones that are, are already customers of ours, and and the ones that are not. I appreciate everybody uh, tuning in. Darren, I can't let you go. I just got to ask you one more question. Um, you mentioned these uh, value lines from India. 
And I just want to ask you one question. It's kind of itching at me. You know, China was this huge powerhouse forever. And take whatever time you need. I know we're over the hour, but take whatever your time because our retailers, our store owners will find this fascinating. Um, China was the powerhouse. It, it looks to me, and, and and listen, if I'm wrong, just tell me I'm wrong and that's okay. Um, it seems to me like everything's moving to India. And I'm just wondering, is that an erroneous um, observation by me? Or do I just wish it somehow? I don't know anybody <laughs> no. in India to wish it. Um, I just think talk that, to me about China and India and where you see our industry going. Yeah, absolutely. If, I mean, if you look at China 20-ish years ago, you know, it wasn't as far as, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to speak towards the, the industry that we're in, um, you know, in the mattress industry, it was not a powerhouse back then, right? It was very, very, you know, in its infancy doing just little volume and, and, and that kind of, um, you know, gained huge, huge tsunamis of momentum as, as the years went on and they became a humongous powerhouse within the, within our mattress industry and bringing into the United States, you know, tens and hundreds of millions of dollars worth of mattresses. Um, and, and, and of course, you know, with anti-dumping and things of that nature, that you know, that came to a screeching halt. Um, you know, and then and then things shifted to Vietnam and Thailand and some of the other you know Southeast Asian countries. Um, and then, of course, there's you know mat- the the mattress industry went through a second round of anti-dumping. And so, yeah, I think I think with all of those things that have happened, India India has certainly become you know, one of the, one of the very desirable places to source product from, you know, right. You know, they have, I, I look at them almost like, you know, China of old before they became really one of the really big powerhouses. India is definitely set up with, with a workforce that's vast, you know, and uh, being able to have the raw materials, India, India has the ability to produce everything and anything from their their own country and not rely upon any other countries. They don't rely on China for anything. They don't rely on any other countries for anything, whether it's fabric or or their foaming or their metal. Everything is sourced there in their own country. And so I, th- I think that India definitely has set, has set themselves up to become, you know, a, definitely a one of the key places to source product from, whether it's mattresses or or any other furniture um, in the industry. It's it's going to be a very very desirable place to do business in. That's awesome. Thanks. I I didn't I did not re- I knew they had a big workforce. I did not know that uh, they did not have to rely on anyone else. I did not know about the raw materials. Um, so so basically, they are. They're kind of like the go-to place. Yeah, they're very self-sustaining, and and yeah, they are. I, I would consider them one of the definitely one of the go-to places for sure. Um, I, obviously, I think that you know it's it's important to have um, domestic production. I think I, I feel very very you know uh, strong about our our country supporting our own country's uh, manufacturing, and but but there's just simply not enough of it to to sustain all of the needs out there. And so I think outside of that, there's some really good places and to do business with. And I, I feel like we're doing business out of the, the right places out of Taiwan. We have a huge amount of product coming out of Taiwan, which is a, which is a, you know, very friendly 
country towards the United States, which I feel very strong ab- about. And then India as well is, is a really a good key place to do business out of. And so we feel like, you know, the 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 mixture where we're doing business out of is, is really good and advantageous for, you know, this industry. Well, I just got a little nugget there that I didn't expect. I, uh, I am so glad to hear that um, you guys have thought about and entertained the idea of uh, manufacturing in the U.S. And it's something that, uh, that it's something that you guys have thought about and will continue to consider in the future. That is. It's something that we're always always wanted to, to try to figure out as well. So we're trying to to look at uh, at options, and 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 it, it wouldn't surprise me if uh, one of these these next days, you know, in not the too far distant future, that we're doing some manufacturing in the United States. That's one of the one of the top goals for sure. You know that we want want to focus on. That's awesome. Thank you, Darren. I appreciate your time. I know I told you an hour and I've gone over, so I apologize, but thank you so much for coming thank and, you, sharing, and sharing with us today. I really appreciate, appreciate you. Thanks a lot. Thanks. Thanks.